Well, welcome friends to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, VP family, podcast listeners. Um, It is Thursday, July 13, and it's French Friday. Is it like French fried food or actually like French fries? Like French fries, Mm. which I don't think really are French anyway. I haven't looked up the history, but I don't think they're really that French. But anyway, French Friday. So go out to your favorite French fry place, McDonald's. Ooh. Maybe Burger King. Well, McDonald's mm. when they're like right hot. And you haven't even left the drive-thru yet and you eat them? That's yeah. the best. Yep. Um, I would normally say Chick-fil-A, but uh, they're not really French fries. They're French waffles. Fries. They're not Salt French fries. Salt and pepper has Idaho nachos that are covered with cheese and bacon. There you go. Go get those. It's worth it. Salt and pepper. Go do that. Take a gift card. Thank you very much. Yes, PSA, salt and pepper. <laughs> so for those of you who are looking for a gift for Ann and Kim, we would like a gift <laughs> card to salt and pepper. Yes, there you go. So we can get some French fries on French Friday, which is coming up for all of you listening today. Right. All right. So Thursday is Thankful Thursday. I could say something cheesy like I'm thankful for French fries. Oh, that is but cheesy. But I won't because I'm not that thankful for them really. Mm. They're delicious. Yeah. How about you? What are you thankful for? I am thankful for the friendships that I have. And I'm thankful for the ability to have conversations that I once didn't have. So God has blessed me like these days that I have that I say are my favorite days of talking to people. And it's like, this is my favorite day. This was my favorite walk because, yes, it was challenging. But all we did was have a biblical conversation. It wasn't complaining about life. It was like, oh, you know what I heard about this or I heard, you know, and and challenging and encouraging each other. And so I'm really thankful for that and just kind of looking back and going, man, I am so blessed and thankful for the friendships I have. That's a good one. And Kim's my friend too. So thankful for Kim. And oh. Kim does challenge and encourage me as well. So She's in that group of friends. I'm in that group. You're I in that group. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Sometimes I think you would rather I not be in the group. <laughs> Just Kim spurs me on to have the same discussion with four other people after I've had that discussion with Kim. So thankful for that. That is true. Yes. That is, that is my contribution that we will have a conversation and then you carry that forward to your other friends. So like, I can't believe she said this. No, it's exactly, that's exactly. It it's usually of. like, this doesn't feel right. Help me out. I here. don't understand this. I Help don't me. understand how she could have that viewpoint. What do you think? <laughs> so, Kim has a lot of backwards viewpoints, apparently. No. Um, just so you know. Sometimes. Sometimes. Maybe. Sometimes. It's okay. Or hard to understand. I think sometimes I'm hard to, I'm, I have a hard time describing mm-hmm. sometimes what I'm thinking. True, true. I would agree. What are you thankful for? So, oh, I, besides French fries and friends. And friends. Um, yeah, no, those are, we've had that discussion. I feel like I have a hard time coming up with things I'm thankful for because I'm thankful for a lot of things. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of something current, like, I don't know. Like there's a lot of good going on. Um, it shouldn't be that difficult, Kim. With every breath, you should be giving thanks. I know. Just you purely breathing is, is thanks. Doesn't it sound cheesy, though, to say that? I'm thankful for the breath in my lungs. I am, but I... 
No, because I've like seen cheesy. people who struggle to breathe. All right. It's, it's an okay thing. So it's okay to be thankful for the things that I think are just cheesy. You're thankful that your body works the way it should work. That right? That something's not broken. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to well, think that that's not so true anymore <laughs> as I age a little 95% bit. 95% not broken. There you go. There yeah, you there go. That's a good one. Um, no, and I just think, like, I am thankful for summer. I love summer. I yeah. love warmer weather. Mm-hmm. I love the laid back, lazy days, sitting on the porch. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think right now is a good summertime. We haven't had a great summer. I feel like it's been up and down a lot. I agree. Really hot, cooler, mm-hmm. really hot, cooler. Um, but I still like summer. So That's good. I like that I'm one. thankful for summer season. There you go. There we go. Okay. All right. So today we are jumping into Matthew 28. Uh, We're going to read the first section of it, um, verses 1 through 15. And it starts out with the heading, Jesus has risen. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, You are to say, His disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. So, there's a lot there. There was a lot there. Um, like, my questions would be, who was afraid, who had faith and worshipped, and who told lies? That's what I wrote first. Like, it was just kind of the story of many different levels of people and what happened. But I found it very fascinating that... Both times the angel comes and says, like these guards are freaking out and they're paralyzed and whatever, and tells the women, do not be afraid. It doesn't say the women were paralyzed with fear. Right. It tells them, do not be afraid, but it doesn't say they were afraid before. It does say the soldiers were. And then again, when Jesus comes, it doesn't say they were afraid. They grabbed onto him and held him tightly. And then he says, do not be afraid. And I was like, I don't think the women were afraid. But both times they say, do not be afraid. So it's just kind of an interesting, like, 
perception that I got. Like, I don't think the women, I think they purely faith in, like, they, I mean, because that's why they kept coming back, but, like, and they worshipped, but they weren't afraid. And then the angel says, do not be afraid. But I'm like, I don't, I don't think they, I mean, they probably were afraid. Like, what is going on? But that's not what the story says. I was like, do not be afraid. And I'm curious in how that's translated. Like, does it really say do not be afraid or does it say something else? Because I don't, I I don't know. I don't get that perception that these women were in utter terror. The guards were. Right. The guards were certainly afraid. The guards were certainly afraid, but it doesn't say the women were afraid too. The angel comes down. Yes, I would have been terrified. But it doesn't say that. It says the guards were afraid and they were paralyzed. But it doesn't say the women were. So it says the women were, but that was after the angel spoke to them. After the angel spoke to them. Right. So when Jesus comes and says, do not be afraid, it's because we were told that the women were afraid, yet filled with joy. Right. So it's it's kind of a mix. So like in between the two, Mm -hmm. right? Like the angel... Yeah, we don't get the sense necessarily, or the words don't say that they were afraid. I mean, I, to me, I think I maybe would assume that if I came oh to my a gosh, tomb yes. and it was open and there's an a angel sitting you, on the stone. You know, yes. yes. I think maybe, but you're right. It doesn't necessarily say the women were afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, There's just what struck out to me. Like both yeah. times it says, do not be afraid. And I'm like, well, they left they the qu- quickly with fear and great joy. They were afraid of what they had just saw, but then they come to Jesus, and I don't think they were fearful when they saw Jesus because they ran to him and grabbed onto him. Right. But they probably were, I would imagine, afraid in the sense that, like, we now have guards who are apparently incapacitated. Jesus is not in the tomb. There's an angel here. We're probably not going to end up well here. Like, this is not going to look good, right? I mean, wouldn't you think, like, if we showed up and somebody's dead body was exhumed from the ground, you and I standing there are not going to look good. What do they think that us two would have been doing? What do they think these two women could have done? Well, that's what I'm saying, but don't you think that... I mean, it wouldn't look good, but what but do you... would th- it matter? I don't think so. I to don't the Romans, know. I don't think it would matter they, well, whether they be, or not it looked like you did something and actually did something. But what do they think women are going to do? Like, come on. I mean, that that's sounds really point. horrible. Like, But they were disciples, so they were... Remember, they were thinking that disciples were going to steal Jesus' body so yes. that they could pretend that Jesus So it could have been Jesus part of a bigger plan that the, the women plan. were there. Like, I don't know. Right. I don't know. But yes. So that was something that popped out to me. Um... I found it interesting, the story that the guards were told to tell. I know, right? Because if you read about the guards, when the Roman guards were given this job, right? Mm-hmm. It, yours, uh, the Amplified actually used it as guards. I think it uses the term one guard in my version. But in yours, the guard refers to, and it expands on, multiple soldiers. So a guard would have been, um, at minimum, four soldiers. Two on, two sleeping. Okay. That's so how uh, it would have been established. Maybe more. Yeah. There quite possibly in this scenario could have been more than four. Yeah. But there would have been a minimum of four for the Roman soldiers to have this duty. Right? Yeah. Okay. Two Which would makes have sense. to stay awake. Yeah. Two could sleep and then they'd rotate. Right. So I just find it funny. Like, so we're talking Roman soldiers who are 
in complete loyalty, like American soldiers, right? Complete loyalty to their leader. Yeah. These people, soldiers don't break the rules. They don't bend the rules. Like when they they're shouldn't. serving. No, no, no. You're serving. You're, you're doing the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing the thing. So yeah. you expect me to believe that all four of them happen to fall asleep? Like that's the story they're going to say, right? Say you fell asleep and the disciples must have come and taken him. Right. None of that. Yeah. No. Who Who's going to believe that story? No one. Well, and, apparently people And yet do. apparently yeah. it's still believed today that that's how it happened. You know, I just find it so interesting. I'm like, okay, so logically speaking, like who's going to believe that story? Who would believe that? Because we know these soldiers are, I'm guessing with the authority and whatever, the, the Sanhedrin coming to them, Pharisees coming to them and saying, we want your best guards. Yeah. Or, yeah, like we want, yeah. They weren't given the bottom, the newbies. They were probably given the top guards. It was sealed by the Romans. That's significant. This is not some minor, we'll just put a couple guards here and appease the Jews. Right. This is significant. So we have to believe these soldiers were true loyal soldiers. Yeah, yeah. And would never go against anything. Like they would be dead. Oh, yeah. If that story were true, they'd be dead. And that's why they said, you know, we'll... We'll give you lots of money. We'll give you money and we'll... But you're going to die. Because if you fell asleep and this happened... We'll make up a story that they they stole it. We'll make up a story. But I thought it was interesting that, like, how hard of hearts did they have? Someone comes to you and explains what just happened... And you say, let's make up a lie. Mm -hmm. You don't run to the tomb and be like, oh my gosh, that just happened. Like, how, like, for them to hold on to their places of power, to hold on to what was going on, like, to hold on to that, to just total, you know, like, their hearts, like, how... How much do we put up this barrier and this wall and ignore such clear truth for the sake of what we know and what we have? Right. You know, for, for so, a comfort or a, a right. safety. Like it yeah. blows my mind that they they were like, "Yep, let's lie about it." And you're like, <laughs> "They just told you this." And at, at least two, three, four, or five people came to them and said, "Holy cow!" And they're freaking out. Right. Like freaking out. And they probably looked like death, like white, pale, like they'd seen a ghost, right? Because they just experienced this angel too. Right. They couldn't move in fear, but they experienced it too. Right. And obviously the shock, right? Because it says just the angel coming down was like an earthquake. Yeah. Like, can you imagine that? Like seeing an angel coming down, first of all. Then when it lands, it causing like an earthquake sensation. And then the angel starts Crazy. to talk to you, yeah. you know, but I mean. I can understand why they're to, down on the ground, like yes. passed out. Um, but then to go and tell the story to somebody else and you're like, wouldn't you go, okay, if it was me, I'd be like, okay, I need to go see this tomb. Right. You know, I need to go see this because there's no way somebody could have moved that stone. There's no way this could have happened. I need to go see this. There's, yeah. you know, and I wouldn't be 
so quick to be like, yep, let's lie about it. Right. Like how much. They were that threatened by Jesus, right? They're that As, threatened and they're that threatened by their, po- like the the thought of losing. The power that, that they had. That power that they had was that great. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of blows my mind, like that pride. That yeah. pride that says, I will lie to keep my position. Right. I'll, I'll break Sabbath rules. I will break Sabbath rules. I will lie to keep my position. You know, like I can't be wrong. I am the ruler of this church. Right. You know, what I say goes. And to have that much pride and to not something so amazing and wonderful has just happened that you can't explain you're like, let's lie. Let's make up a story. So say this didn't happen because, right. again, I think it goes back to like they knew, right? They knew that Jesus was like in their heart of hearts. I think they knew the truth. The problem is that acknowledging the truth meant that there would be a lot of change. Oh, yeah. In their lives. Nobody wants change. And they didn't want that, came. right? They didn't want to change. But, they didn't want to give up the power that they had. Um. So I think like there's that human right nature aspect and and a power I think is probably one of the greatest evils. I really think yeah. it corrupts people. I don't think power in itself is evil. No. I think it is that which corrupts a lot of people though. You know that So that's par- power corruption. Yeah. But there's like you said there's that pride, right? That's a power power pride, pride corruption like that they kind of go hand in hand and it just hardens your heart so much like i i just i'm i don't know like if you put yourself in the same position if you would have made a different decision yeah you know and i mean like how many times do you not for the sake of knowing the same thing you don't want to step out because it seems different right and you stick with the same thing like, how many times do you do that? Like, you don't step out or you don't do that because this is going to be different. Right. The comfort right? of the known. The comfort of the known. I know what the Bible says about all of this stuff. I know all of these rules. I know all of this stuff perfectly. I'm I'm at the top. Why would I step out and believe that? Right. Why would I make things harder? Or not? I don't know. Why would I step out? Right? Yeah. So how many times do we do that? Why would I step out? Because that's what they would do. They knew the answer. I mean, obviously. Right. They knew what, what, what it was. But it would change everything. It would change everything. So how many times do we, we not step out? And we, we do that change because we're, we're afraid to lose all of our power, our pride. Right. Probably a lot. A lot. I'm a comfort seeker. I like my comfort. I like the things I know. So they all liked what they knew. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to like what you know, right? Right. So in that sense, like when I think about it, I mean, when I initially read it, I went, I can't believe they did that. But now I'm going, I think I would do that. Yeah. Because how much easier is it to just be in your spot? Mm-hmm. But each, I mean, I know, I know the benefit of stepping out now. Like I understand that and I know those little steps and I know those, those leaps of faith. And I, but I'm saying like, how many times have we done that exact same thing? Like, it's kind of 
Right. I think like one thing that just pops into my head too is that, you know, there are scriptures that mention the act of actually God hardening yes. hearts. Yes, yes. So in the sense that I could be that, absolutely. The sense that I'm not that is a testimony to the fact that God didn't allow my heart to stay hardened or he didn't create a hard heart in me. True. So I think in, in some regard, like the, we cast the, the good, the bad yeah. type thing. And um, you're right. I probably would make those same decisions. But I think it that to me is like that's the grace of God that has softened my heart to the point where I could receive. Because I don't think regardless of who you were in that time, in that day, today, it doesn't matter. There's no amount of striving or choosing Jesus. Yeah. That comes first, right? Like, right. And and sometimes that's one of those hardest things for me to wrap my head around is like, okay, so we know we have a good God. We know yeah. he loves the world. Um, but we also know that he hardens hearts. I do. And so in this sense, clearly I'm, these people, I, but part of it was, is that to create a situation where the authority of the scripture is so undeniable that anybody who were to pick up the Holy Bible and read it and do like a legitimate reading of it, not just like, you know, maybe a Bible in a year plan like I'm doing where it's not necessarily <laughs> reading it, studying it, it. Yeah. I'm reading it, right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. It's a goal. Um, but I think if anybody actually picked it up and read it to understand it. Yes. I think that person, their heart would be changed. But I'm thinking their heart was already changed to even pick it up. Yes. No, I agree. But in the same breath, I do feel like this is the sin of all of us. Right. Oh, right. absolutely. I right. agree it's about easier. the hardening of a hearts, And I, I, I agree that. But I, I do believe that we all. Choose our comfort over. We choose our comfort and yeah. we don't step out and we choose our power. We choose our pride. And that's why things don't like, I mean, yeah, look at our world, right? Yep. We're a world of, we want our comforts. We want our, to be the highest, the strongest, the most money. Why right. would we change? Right. As a world. I'm not saying right. specifically, but I'm saying that's the question. So like when I see that. Right. Am I any different? In other words, am, am I, I any, any different, different than these cheap? I priests? know, th- I know the truth, but they knew the truth and they heard it too. And I'm still right. like, I know the truth now, but in that same breath, I don't know. But yes, it still baffles me in that heart, that hardened heart. But I'm like, I've, I've had that hard heart. Yeah. You know. So, it's just kind of like that kind of struck me. So the challenge. So the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. What's your challenge? I'm looking at what do I got here? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't ask you about any of your other insights. We just kind no. of went off. You're good. Um, yeah, I think just reading it through my notes here, where it says, "Go and tell the others." Yeah, you will see Jesus in Galilee, is what it says. Um, and in the commentary I was reading, it says he was raised to continue his relationship with them. He could have been resurrected and ascended, but he didn't. Jesus met them on the way, and they worshipped him. Right? So Jesus could have clearly he gone up to heaven. He could have just gone and done that. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It doesn't 
make the resurrection any less valid. Right. He no, no, no. Yeah. was risen from the dead, and he could have gone straight to heaven, but he didn't. He came alongside his followers. Mm-hmm. He walked the earth yeah. in resurrected form. Um, and that just says, like, that to me speaks to Jesus' heart for his followers. Yeah. You know, he wanted he wanted to come back resurrected mm-hmm. and and continue the relationship, continue the fellowship. Um, I think it great, makes a much greater testimony, right? And I think like we can experience that too. I guess is what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. right? When you encounter the resurrected Jesus, he doesn't just go up to heaven and then say, "All right, kid, you're on your own." No, right? He, he comes, comes back. And me- he comes and meets you. He's in continuous fellowship and relationship yeah. with us. Um, and I think so that was a cool picture for me to see like yeah he he didn't just like go up to heaven and leave us all he he came back and he walked with them and talked with them and taught them more yeah you know and then there was a time for him him to go and right. now he reigns from up high yes um but I just think that it speaks of the relationship aspect yes. of Jesus Jesus was always in it for the relationship yeah so um, I love that you're thankful for friendships because I think that says to me a heart of Jesus because Jesus is about relationships probably first and foremost. So um, I think that's cool that you've got valuable friendships and that you value them. Yes. Um, Because it's a big thing. It is a big thing. It's a big thing. I agree. So there we go. I guess that's my challenge is to recognize that Jesus came back in resurrected form so that he can continue relationship. And he did that not just for his followers. It's a demonstration that that's what he does with us every day. He wants to walk with us. Um, He doesn't just leave us hanging. So um, grab hold of that and then also follow his model. You know, be in relationship with other believers. Uh, Spur them on, encourage them, challenge them. Do all those things that Anna's thankful for today. And hopefully you will be too. So have a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow for one last day. All right. See ya. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.